Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, Sports to the Max. Twins win 8-4 to in Boston on their home opener today. Uh, it was quite a game in a lot of different respects. Uh, joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Dana Kicker, a one-time pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. Dana, I was thinking about you today as I watched. It was like 67 degrees. It was gorgeous out there, East Coast day. What's it like to be a Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park on opening day? You've experienced it. Well, Mike, good evening, and uh, thanks for the opportunity for me to be on. And, uh, yeah, you're bringing back some fond memories that man for over 30 years ago. I don't feel that old. Um, but the, the stadium is still about, the same stadium. That's what makes it, it cool. Is. You know, <laughs> it is. And what's really cool is that, uh, it's always sold out. You know, there's always buzz about opening day in every ballpark, but, um, and I have, I mean, in my major league career, I think I opened in Detroit. I mean, we opened on the road. We opened in Detroit. Uh, there's been three or four, you know, different ballparks that I opened in, but it, it's just different in Fenway. I mean, there's just a buzz. Uh, uh, the place is sold out. You know what? Everybody shows up too. You know, yeah. you hear about some some of these attendants, and then you look, you watch it on TV, and, and it's maybe half full. And uh, there's just an excitement uh, every year. They they're they're competitive to the point where you know there's high expectations for it and everything. Uh, um, but as, as you called me and asked me to be on, I was reflecting back a little bit because when it happens, you know, you just, it's, it's just the moment and everything. Do it, and, yeah. and, and 1990 was, was really special in two different ways. Cause it was, was my first opening day. And, uh, um, when they announced the team, they announced them numerically after the manager, of course. And I, I wore number 19 and, and, uh, Carlos Quintana, who was our first baseman and had been a long-time minor league teammate of mine, was 18, you know, and he goes out there. It's his first opening day, and, and I'm waiting, you know, uh, pitcher number 19, and I take and start running out of the dugout over to the first baseline, and there's like a hush. Yeah. And I almost stopped to think, well, did I just get released? Yeah, or really yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. In, in, in your profession, yeah. <laughs> well, and Schirmfeller, the longtime legendary PA announcer, he just – he just choked because the, the the difficult thing for everybody out east and Jerry Remy, bless his heart, he just passed away. Uh, uh, doing doing the color uh, on TV, they didn't say their vowels very well, and with a first name of Dana ending in a vowel, it always came out Daner, and they wanted to always do the best they could <laughs> yeah. to pronounce it properly. It was Daner Kicker, and Sherm said I just choked because I was trying to say your name right, you know and. It, it took me until I got out to the line where he said my name. But then the next thing, 
happened shortly after that. Uh, uh, number 20 was our backup catcher, John Marzano, and they announced his name and our starting pitcher for the home opener in 1990. Uh-huh. I'm going to ask you. Guess who it was? 21, Roger Clemens. You got it. So so Roger Clemens warming up in the bullpen, and then there was a hush over the whole stadium because what happened in 1986 in the World Series um, against the New York Mets in Game 5? Was it? You mean when the ball went between his legs? Yeah, Bill Buckner. So um, he never, I mean, (laughs) he was banished from the – from the team, from the town, from everything, but yeah. he came to spring training as a non-roster invitee, and he made the team, Bill and he wore number 22, yeah. and everybody's waiting to see how are they going to respond to Bill Buckner coming back to Boston. I didn't realize this happened, and what happened? That was standing ovation. They Aww. gave him, and, and not just a standing ovation, but I mean to the point where, I mean, it went on for like 30 seconds, which doesn't sound like a, a, a lot of time unless it's a football or base, you know, a basketball yeah. game. But I mean, it went on and on and on forever. So those are the two things that I remember wow. most, you know, and, and he's just, I mean, two people down from, I mean, it, it was, uh, it, it was pretty cool. And, and, uh, was but he choking up? Go ahead. Was he choking up? Could you tell he's moving? Oh, yes. He he had uh, tears in his eyes because he he did not know either. I mean, yeah. it was uh, um, I can tell you between Bob Stanley who threw the pitch and Bill Buckner who, who let the ball go between his legs. Uh, um, there was just uh, there was just things things done out of passion from passionate fans to those families that probably should, should, shouldn't have happened at that yeah. time. But uh, um, but those things really stick out. Um, it was. Uh, uh, it, it's just a special place. It, it just really is. I, I mean, I, I love Target Field. I love a lot of ballparks, but um, it's kind of like sitting in the uh, 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 on the court seats at Target Center for a Timberwolves game. That's yeah. how it is watching a baseball game. You're that close to the action. Yes, it, yeah, it's it's unique, and that and that green monster makes you feel even tighter and, and closer to it all. Now, today they played a baseball game there, and uh, the Twins won it eight to four. But Joe Ryan, he was outstanding for the Twins today, and technically he's a rookie, but he pitched last year. He started the opener at home for the Twins, and a week later he he gets the home opener in Fenway. Um, he doesn't see he's got nerves of steel or something, as they say, or big something. Uh, what do you see when you see it? Are there some guys that are just unaffected by that kind of a thing? And, and, and I guess the second part of that is, are, are the guys that played baseball but didn't really, weren't really a fan of the game, they're just good at it, are they less affected by a situation like that than the, than the guy that, that collected baseball cards? Well, yeah, I think the, the latter is true. Um, I, I watched him probably a number of times last year at the end of the season, and the first thing that I that I notice is he's got swag. And when I say he's got swag, he's got confidence, but it's not an arrogant type of a confidence when he goes out there. And he he hides the ball for a pitcher very, very well, and that allows him to – elevate his pitches and pitch at the belt and do it in a way where right now hitters can't lay off of it. And for whatever reason, they're not seeing it out of his hands and they, they just can't get on top of that ball. And either they're going to foul it off or more times than not, they're swinging through. But I think the big thing is he attacks or he works quick and he throws strikes. How many walks did he have today? I'm going to ask no, you, that you know, Last year, you only walked five guys the whole year. 
that that's the key. I, I, I was listening to a little bit, and Chris Atterbury, my former yeah. Saints play-by-play announcer, said he threw eight strikes in the first inning and, and, and got three outs. So you come out in that type of atmosphere, the fans, I mean, it was a playoff team last year, the crowd is into it, and you shut down the Red Sox on eight pitches, all strikes, I think a couple strikeouts, and then obviously, uh, you know, a put out. That right there kind of sets uh, sets the tone for the game, and from what I understand, he continued to do that, you know, throughout the game. But uh, he's got some confidence, and uh, you you have to, you have to, and uh, um, I wish him well because he, uh, you know, he kind of fought through, put some pretty good numbers up, and and I think the trade with with Tampa Bay obviously was was great for his career, and, and look at the opportunity he's getting now. Dean, the kickers, our guest, former Boston Red Sox pitcher, talking about opening day in at Fenway, but opening day for the Twins, the second one. Twins, three and four now on the season. They had struggled up uh, to this point to an extent. Uh, Carlos Correa does what for you? Uh, he, he has struggled offensively against small sample size, but you see what when you see him. What will he do for this team? Um, kind of like what I, what I just said. He brings some swag, and I don't know if they really, really had that swag before. Uh, uh, Roger Clemens brought swag. Wade Boggs brought, brought some swag. Dwight Evans. I mean, and, and what I say with that is there was just something when they were part of the team and they stepped on the field. It just raised the elevation of the whole team that much, and I think that's what what what, what it's going to bring to him. I think the biggest adjustment for him, I think, is going to be playing. And what's been really inclement weather here early in the season, because yep. you think about where he's played, he's he's been been down in Houston yep. in a controlled environment, and I'm sure that's going to take some time. And I saw a lot of players uh, like him, you know, that really maybe struggled that first that first month. Plus, throw in all the high expectations. Everybody's expecting him to, you know, hit a home run every time. Heaven forbid he can ever make an error. Because what did he win? Two different bronze gloves or gold gloves yeah. or I don't know what they give out right now so he's got quite a bit of pressure on him but um, I would expect that he's going to step forward and certainly uh, uh, um, help this team it's next to the catcher I think it's the, the, the most important position on the field so it's a it, it's a, a great player in a very pivotal spot for uh, for the Twins this season. Miguel Sano got his first hit of the year, a home run today. If you're pitching, you got Miguel Sano on your team. Uh, are, are you okay with a guy that might hit 30 home runs and hit 220? You know, is that are those good numbers to you or not? Well, the 30 home runs are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, the high, I guess, the high strikeouts is 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 what's most concerning to me because there's a lot of situations where I know he has come up and he has been unable to put the ball in play, and it's not yeah. always getting a hit that's going to make something happen. Um, uh, we're kind of going through that a little bit at, at Century College where I'm coaching right now, where you know if you put the ball in play, a couple of things can happen. Either they can make the play and get you out, or they maybe don't make the play and you're safe. But when you swing and miss, um, it really takes a lot of pressure off your defense and everything. So, I mean, I, he's, he's just got to start making more contact. But maybe they're telling him, we just want you to swing for the fences yeah. and hit. I mean, I'm going back. Didn't Dave Kingman hit like 50 home runs one year? And 
set the major league record for for strikeouts. Yeah, something like that. I don't know if those are the exact names, but something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, and if that's what they want him to be, I guess then that's what he's going to do. But um, uh, um, I like to put the pressure on the defense. I mean, the kid, the kid's big and strong. I'm sure when he does make contact, it's it's not going to be a dribbler. It's going to be a hard ground ball somewhere, and uh, those aren't always fielded flawlessly. So uh, he just he needs to make more contact, and you hear it from everybody else and go the other way. Otherwise, major league pitchers are pretty good. They'll <laughs> they'll continue to stay away from him and feed him those off speed pitches and. Uh, um, you know, case, that's what huh? he's been struggling yeah. with. Last question. You mentioned Century Community College. You're, you're the pitching coach there. Have you played any games in Minnesota? What's this been like the last few weeks? We have. And, and I got to correct you because uh, Brett Mitchell is our pitching coach, and I am the bench coach. Bench coach. I'm relishing I'm and just en- en- enjoying that. Uh, uh, we're 13 and 13. And for Century, uh, at this point right now, that isn't. A good record. We barely, very, very rarely lose thirteen games, and very few fans are familiar with the program. But in the last ten years, they've been national runners up. I think they've yep. been national fourth place finishers two times, and fifth, and throw another third in there. But uh, uh, we've won twelve of our last fourteen games. Our pitchers are cutting down on the walks. We just had a complete game shutout. We were supposed to play yesterday. Or we're supposed to play probably today and tomorrow. We push that off, um, uh, but we've gotten our games in. Um, our field's ready to play right now, and our kids are probably playing as good a baseball as they have. So uh, the next six weeks are going to be full, and uh, um, I'm looking forward to it. We're, we're we're doing the right things at the right time. And those 13 losses, we've learned what we needed to learn. That's what's most important. As long as we carry that through, it's going to help us once we get into postseason and hopefully make qualify for the national tournament again. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.